Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, we're going to take a look at the speaking business through the eyes of one of the most successful owners of a speakers bureau in the country. Her journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. I can't think of a more resilient business and industry than the speaking industry. If you can imagine it, uh, speakers had their calendar filled, everything was rocking and rolling, and then all, all of a sudden came this little thing called COVID to disrupt everything. Somebody who knows a little something about that, Gail Davis, founder and president of GDA Speakers. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, Jeff. Well, I can't wait to hear the, your COVID story because uh, <laughs> I remember you know, hearing this little noise about something that was happening in faraway China. Um, and then the next thing you know, the NBA is shutting down games. And I'm like, wow, this is like for real. Uh, tell, tell us about your journey. Well, I remember it vividly. Um, I went to the Eagles concert on February 29th. It was leap year. So concerts were happening. And I then was uh, heading to Oklahoma for a week with my sister. And I was bragging to my mother about how great my company was doing. Best quarter ever. Great team in place. I believe I had 12 people at the time. And how, you know, things were just almost on autopilot. <laughs> well, on Wednesday of that week, someone called me and said, we've had a cancellation. It was a high-profile cancellation because of COVID. And like you, I'd heard rumblings of it, but I didn't really understand what it was. And we dealt with that little one. And then by Friday, I think we had six. And I remember <laughs> my departure from Oklahoma was very different than my arrival. I was like, I got to go. Things are falling apart. They need me. And um, it was just it was just so disheartening. I mean, my team went from 12 people down to four. I got some great advice at the beginning, which was run three scenarios. Scenario number one, we don't have any events until the end of May. That seemed crazy. Scenario number two, no events until the end of August. And scenario number three, which turned out to be the reality, no events for the remainder of the year. And when I did that as a business owner, I had to take swift steps. And I, I did have to let people go. And I, I had to watch costs like you cannot believe. Uh, we went down to four people. We had over 200 events that were canceled. Each one was like a snowflake. It had to be navigated so carefully. Some people, we were able to explain to them how we could turn it into a virtual event. Some people just wanted to kick the can down the road, if you will, like they thought, well, surely our April event can happen in September. And then we had to reschedule to the following spring and then the following fall. So we do have events that were rescheduled three and four times. And some just said, we're out. We got to have our money back. We're out. And it was uh, challenging, 
but we made a commitment early on to learn everything we could about virtual and you know it had a lot of pluses yes. there were um, speakers who previously certain parts of the world couldn't get because of cost and all of a sudden now it was a level playing field so i'm just grateful that virtual was an option mm -hmm. because i'm not sure there would be a company today had that bridge not been there. Sure. And, and Gail has one of the most successful speakers bureaus in the country. We're going to put her website up and let this beautiful slideshow. Uh, you don't take anybody as a client, do you? You're very, you're very choosy. Well, um, it's our reputation. You know, I've been doing this now for almost 24 years. And um, I have a great team of people. We were able to really level up when we rehired great people and great clients that rely on us to make solid, good recommendations. So I can't be sending someone out there that isn't a values fit, that isn't a professional, and that is not willing to take feedback. That's one way to end our working relationship. If I get some feedback from a client, positive feedback, of course, we love to share, but negative feedback, I take that as a big responsibility of mine to lay that out there. And I'm always impressed with the speaker that says, thank you. I see, I see why they felt that way. I can make an adjustment. I, thank you. And every now and then someone will be like, well, that's ridiculous. And that's just the way I do it. And I'm not willing to revisit that. In which case I'm like, well, you just revisit who you work with then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why people trust you. And you do this for two decades you, you, with honor and integrity. And you build a great name for yourself. I know one of your favorite clients. So yes. let's go ahead and roll that video. Nando Parado is the hero of the 1972 Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 rescue. Parado's story has been referred to as the greatest survival story of all time, as he recounts the extraordinary tale of how he and 15 of his teammates survived for 72 brutal days as their plane crashed into the frozen Andes Mountains. It's a miracle that I'm here. I shouldn't be alive. I survived the most horrible plane crash you can imagine on the worst place that a human being can survive. You can survive on the desert, on the jungle, on the ocean with more chances. You cannot survive on the high peaks of the mountain. Nando Parado has moved global audiences through sharing his story of survival, resilience, and determination in the Andes. His timeless takeaways from his experience resonate with global audiences on a new level. Parado's virtual and in-person formats provide a front row seat to his message of overcoming obstacles, how to face severe isolation, and maintain hope. I remember clearly thinking, I don't want to die. I don't want these mountains to steal away from me my life. So I said, okay, let's do something. We are still breathing. Let's fight until we stop breathing. His story has continued to remain in the limelight, first being told in Piers Paul Reed's 1973 publication of Alive, the story of the Andes survivors. In 1992, Ethan Hawke portrayed Parado in the movie Alive. Parado soon debuted as number 10 on the New York Times bestseller list as a first-time author with Miracle in the Andes in 2006. The riveting story was retold in the History Channel documentary, I Am Alive, surviving the Andes plane crash in 2010. In honor of the 50th anniversary of the rugby team's rescue, 
Netflix has now announced the 2023 release of the new film, Society of the Snow, spearheaded by J.A. Bayona, director of the Oscar-nominated film, The Impossible. Leadership, perseverance, courage, tragedy, and renewed strength. Now, 50 years since the rugby team's rescue, he continues to bring a fresh perspective to each audience member. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, so leave your present with intensity, with serenity, and with love. Thank you very much. Contact your GDA agent today to bring Nando Parado's compelling story to your stage. Wow, I just got chills. And, and <laughs> I I, you've seen this a uh, hundred times and you get a little choked up. I do. It's just the most remarkable story about the power of the human spirit. Yes, there is an angle about being a leader and there is an angle about teamwork, but ultimately it's the power of the human spirit. Mm. And you just got back from Uruguay. I did. I have something very exciting to share with your audience. ABC News is doing a primetime special that will air most likely in April. And after it airs, it will reside on Hulu. And it is a two hour special focusing commemorating the 50th anniversary and retelling the story, but also talking about what the survivors are doing today and how the story continues to impact people all over the globe. I was able to visit for the first time the Andes Museum, which was established over like the last three years, and it has a lot of artifacts and really maps and just explaining the story with visuals. So it's really fascinating. And then there are two new monuments that have been established to um, commemorate the 50th anniversary. Wow. It's, it's just incredible. And the best part, you know, you say Nando is one of my favorites, and he absolutely is because he completely changed my life. I had a 20-year career with EDS, the local Dallas company, and when I found Nando and he spoke, I made the decision to leave and start my own company. But the most beautiful thing is this friendship that we've developed. It's a 28-year friendship. Um, he, knows, he was at my son's wedding. I've been to his daughter's wedding. And so it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful friendship. Wow. Tell me, tell me about the market right now. What, uh, you know, there, there are those celebrity speakers, you know, Hollywood stars and, <laughs> and uh, you know, former pro athletes. Who are they? Is the audience looking more for real life stories like this one? I think it depends on what they're trying to accomplish. If you are a fundraiser, and your goal is to raise money for your organization, your goal is to have a sellout luncheon, let's say, um, your goal is to attract sponsors, then you need a name that people get excited about. So that's where the celebrities really play. I think large corporations um, have different needs, and sometimes a celebrity fits that need, and sometimes it's like an up-and-coming person, or it's a trending topic. You know, uh, diversity and inclusion has been a trending topic over the past year. Mental health is a trending topic for sure after the pandemic. Tell me about how you work with speakers. Um, do you are they already polished when they come to you? Um, are you are you kind of cherry picking the one percent, or <laughs> or are some a little rough and you say, okay, I with a little polish, I yeah. can turn this lump of coal into a diamond. <laughs> That has changed over the years. So um, Nando was not a speaker when I found him. When I reached out to him, he was like, no, you know, I, I, 
I, my mother died in the plane crash. My sister died in the plane crash. My five best friends. And he's like, I don't think so. And his first presentation, he had an overhead projector with some blank films and vis-a-vis -vis pens. And he was actually drawing to explain the story. So I worked with him a lot. And I have a handful of other situations where I've run into someone, I've seen them at a church giving a presentation and I've turned them into a speaker. But I would say now in my 24th year, I don't do a lot of that. There are people that do that better. And I have places I recommend if some, if I see some potential, I'm like, here's where you need to go. And I have two, three avenues that I can direct them. And we are looking more to work with people that, you know, we can put our name behind. Sure. And I know one of the reasons why you're so popular with meeting planners is you tailor fit a speaker to their event. We're going to show some video here and I want you to kind of narrate this. <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about this speaker. Well, that is Jeff Savilico. He's one of my all-time favorites. And I have to comment that is my son on the left-hand side. Oh, cool. <laughs> this was at the GDA uh, 20th anniversary. Jeff is an entertainer. He is an MC. He can give keynotes, but we mainly use him as content weaver, if you will. So he can on stage host a talk show with the executives. Sometimes executives aren't the best speakers, so they need a sidekick to, sure. to put them in the best light. And Jeff's great for a fundraiser, just 45 minute show. He did a Las Vegas um, family friendly show uh, for years. And so he's very entertaining, but he also does this MC content weaver role very, very well. Sure. So tell me more about the outlook for the rest of this year. And is there a speaker shortage? Because I have to imagine a lot of those speakers during COVID had to go back to like a regular nine to five. I don't know that there's a speaker shortage. There's a shortage of available dates. People got used to the availability during the virtual world. And I have one speaker friend who one day did, are you ready, four virtual events in wow. one day because you could. And travel wasn't a factor, so you could book back to back to back dates. And now people want you in person, flights are limited, travel is a hassle and people want the insurance of knowing that you're going to be there so they want you in a day early so now you know we do still have some situations where people are on site at an event and they're like man i gotta go i gotta run up to my room because i've got a virtual but the number of in-person dates that a speaker can do is far less than the number of virtual sure. events they can do so that's and, and the dates get booked up quickly so Thank goodness we're starting to see more of the old uh, timeline for booking speakers because during during the virtual world, we're yeah. just like, hey, we want to have an event Tuesday. Uh, who you got? And it was like, we, we couldn't even get paid before it was already over. You know, it was so quick. And now if people aren't careful and they want someone, particularly in the two months of September and October, traditionally always the busiest months, they're going to lose out because the availability sure. is less. All right. I, I didn't prepare you for this question, but it, it's on my heart. <laughs> Tell me a, a story of a time when you saved the day because, you know, flights get canceled, speakers get <laughs> sick. Um, is there a time when you, you know, oh my God, the speech is 24 hours from now and my speaker is sick and can't make the, the Well, the we engagement. just had one recently and, um, 
a speaker was in Chicago, I won't reveal the name, and she was supposed to be in West Virginia, I think it was, and something happened. I, I still don't really know what happened, but she had to be taken in an ambulance to a hospital, and so that was a no-go. And I want to say I got this information like at 6.30 p.m. And it, it, it's just so wonderful to have these relationships because um, I called one speaker who is a friend of mine. She lives in Denver. She would have been a good fit. And immediately she takes the call and she's like, hold on just a minute. Yes, I could get on a red eye from Denver. I can be there in time. And then I called another speaker who was on the East Coast in New York City. She had already gone to bed, but she called me at 3.15 in the morning wow. when she woke up and heard the voicemail. And of course, the problem was already solved at that point. But she was like, Gail, I'm so sorry. I, I went to bed early. I just got your message. I can be dressed. I can be there. Wow. So... It's because of the longevity in the industry um, of being able to reach out directly to people. And, and one thing I have to tell you, Jeff, um, this is a collegial industry. I don't even consider the owners of other bureaus as competition. I consider them my colleagues. And I could equally have called them and said, ah, crisis, who have you got that's on the East Coast? Speakers are so generous. Um, it's not uncommon, and we've had our fair share of cancellations, where um, you look for a substitute and actually their fee is more than what the client paid. But if the speaker's available, they'll almost always say, you know what, I'll do it for what they were planning on paying. And I've even heard stories about speakers filling in when someone's sick and saying, no, send the money to the guy that was counting on it. Wow. So it's a cool industry with a lot of really nice people. Gail Davis, you inspire me. <laughs> We're going to end with your website, which is gdaspeakers.com. The great Gail Davis. Thanks for coming on oh, the show. Oh, thank you, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.